we are back again for another episode and it's kind of crazy how many close games have been in the NFL up to this point like tonight's game just speaking of tonight's game it's been pretty crazy but I feel like we've seen a lot of primetime games like that this year yes at least like the primetime games like you, you were more specific there because I was thinking about the Patriots versus Jess this week and I was like that was not a close <laughs> well yeah I, I mean like that. I mean like among games that were you know expected to be good no, we've I, seen absolutely. quite a few so yeah i mean and even this past week there were actually some pretty close games that were good and um yeah obviously referring to the the game tonight between the packers and the cardinals came down mm-hmm. to a, a last minute uh miscommunication that led to an interception and yeah and the, a lot of high tensions in the locker rooms maybe the packers are better than i think they are and but Hey, to do it without Devontae Adams, Lazard. Well, and to hold that to hold that Arizona team to 21 points, like yeah, they usually get like 30. I know that Hopkins was kind of injured, but like they have they have so many weapons, like that shouldn't really it shouldn't it shouldn't hurt them too much, you know, like with Green and Kirk and or Kyler Murray back there, and yeah. Anyway, but. Welcome into episode 81. Like we mentioned last week, these numbers are way easier to come up with players. This is a pretty iconic number. It's like the 23 for basketball. <laughs> 23. Now, what is the 23? Like the 12? Is that like what you would compare 12 to? Uh, NFL? Yeah, probably. That might be a discussion for another time, but something to think about. <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. Number mm-hmm. 81, Randy Moss. Easy. You're going to pitch it to pick. All-time great. Mm-hmm. Touchdown score. Moss and people, obviously where that term comes from. Uh, it was electric in 2007. And I was just happy that I had one season with an all-time great wide receiver that I got to watch. I mean, other than Julian Edelman. But, I mean, if we're comparing athletes. Other than Dion Branch. Dion Branch. I do like Dion Branch. (laughs) But, I mean, obviously Randy Moss is one of the all-time great wide receivers in the NFL. And even though he wasn't with the Patriots for a significant amount of time, like it was a bit of a shorter stint, but it was definitely fun to watch him. So, there's my 81. Um, Cool. I. (laughs) Cool. No, sorry. I was kind of distracted by something on. I was reading something. Sorry for a minute there. Um, yeah, 81. Like we said, there's a lot of 80. Uh, there's a lot of good 81s. We got Terrell Owens, Tory Holt. Um, the one I'm going with is a Steeler. I'm going with Jesse James when he played for the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers actually haven't had that great of 81s play for them. That's a number on the Steelers that hasn't really been chosen necessarily. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But I'm going to go with Jesse James because he caught that ball, you know. But <laughs> in today's NFL, he would have been called as a catch. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 81 is a pretty iconic receiver number. Anquan Bolden was 81. The list goes on. Sorry, you said Calvin Johnson? Did I say Cal- Calvin Johnson wasn't I- on the. Yeah, he is 81, right? Yeah. 
What the frick? He's not. He wasn't on that list I was reading. How? How is that possible? <laughs> Calvin Johnson. He, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he just went in. Didn't yeah. He? Yep. 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 So that's another guy. Man, could have got him to New England. Let me tell you. Yeah, you got to get those guys out of Detroit, Detroit. or else retire early. Seriously. Um, okay. Well. Hey, it was a better week for game picks. Yep. It was. We both went four and one. Um, which I guess we'll just say the records now. I mean, yeah, with with us both going four and one, obviously Ben doesn't make up any ground, but it means I you're back on the you're back on the right track for picks. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben's sixteen and nineteen, and I'm twenty one and fourteen so far on the year. So let's talk about last week's games here a little bit. Um, well, let's start with the Chiefs at Titans game. Yikes. Man, there's something seriously wrong with the Chiefs just up and down that team. First, we were like, oh, the defense can't stop anybody. But now, now, to be fair, Mahomes. That's still true. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is true. To be fair, quite a few of Mahomes' interceptions have kind of been those unlucky type, you know, where... It's off a guy's hands, or um, just kind of something happens like that. But that's but that's just what happens sometimes. And but I I also think it's because um, maybe teams are. I think we talked about this last week. Teams are kind of figuring out their uh, their um, propensity to hit the deep shot, and so <laughs> so when Mahomes is rolling around trying to like make these you know, extend these plays like he used to, and they're not there. Maybe he's forcing them into tighter windows than he's used to or something, right. you know? Um, again, that's not really something I've like, I haven't like watched film or something and been like, this is the cause, but um, I mean, yeah, well, to hold, to hold the chiefs to three points, like that's just wild. Yeah. I did not see the Titans doing that, but just to, to go off your point, what you're talking about with like Mahomes and kind of how he's looking and stuff. I, I was listening to, Chris Sims podcast, and he talked about a few different things. Obviously, the defense not stopping anybody. That's a thing. Um, he brought up kind of this um, this this idea that not that it's the whole part of it, but that he is dealing with some of. The, what am I trying to say here? Sorry, I'm not articulating my thoughts very well. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> He's like still living in like with past of what happened in like the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay running for his life um, basically not really trusting that offensive line and not having the pocket presence to move up in the pocket and go through his progressions and his reads and make the make the correct throw um, basically he's like having like fear of that from last year um, they brought up issues with his toe. Apparently, he's like not fully healed from the toe injury that he has, which has probably diminished his speed a little bit and his ability to get around the bend um, when he's rolling out of the pocket. But the other thing too was like he bails on the pocket. So the, this was the point that was brought up on the podcast was that he's bailing out of the pocket too soon, and that he's like ten yards back when he drops back. So if he's 10 yards back and then he's bailing quickly, it's like those edge rushers 
don't have much of an angle or a bend to have to make to get to him, right? Like it's pretty easier. It, it makes it easier for them. And if the speed isn't quite there for him, I mean, and then he's feeling like he has to make these incredible throws when really, if you were just to hang in the pocket, have that presence, make the appropriate read, make the throw, like maybe some of these interceptions aren't there. Maybe some of these games are a little bit closer. Um, these are just a few points that were brought up uh, on on Kristen's podcast, but I thought they were mm-hmm. interesting because I do notice that with him that I, I don't see the same kind of you know get up and go uh, when it comes to his speed. Um, and again, I haven't watched any film on this, but the Kristen's point was that basically that first read or that second read is open, but he wasn't making that throw. It's like he was waiting to make a more spectacular play when really it's just like you know, take what's given to you. Um, even if it seems like it's going to like, oh, that can't possibly be the, the defensive coverage that they're running here. That's too easy. And, and in some cases it is. Um, I don't know. Just uh, they're kind of out of their, their groove. And I think a few of these factors that I was just kind of talking about have, have just made the situation worse. And And for us, obviously watching guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, like, those guys had really good pocket presence and it's a huge factor that you just can't just run out of the pocket every time. And and like you said too, like teams have kind of figured out this Kansas city offense a little bit, not fully, but when you can get to the quarterback easier and you can somewhat defend your playmakers, you're going to get turnovers eventually. Uh So yeah, I guess that's anyway. one thing I never thought about Mahomes. It's like, I mean, we've seen him make throws from everywhere, but maybe, like you said, maybe his, I don't know, maybe it's his offensive line or something, but maybe his pocket presence isn't quite what. I, I just don't think the trust is there because he had no reason to trust his offensive line last year. Right. But I think this year they went out and got Orlando Brown. They got Joe Tooney, who I know is a good, like he plays for the Patriots. He was a great offensive lineman. So, he has a better offensive line, but it's like if he's having PTSD from last year, I mean, you just got to develop that trust and that comfort in the pocket, knowing that, hey, they got my back. They can protect me. And I mean, basically any offensive line is going to protect him more than he was protected last year. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's just odd, man. Yeah, just to go over some of like the, the stats here. So Mahomes goes for just like about 200 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. They were saying that this is the first time in the Mahomes read era where they didn't score a touchdown pass or a touchdown. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they, they didn't. No. It was that they were held to under 10 points or something like that. That was like the first time in the read Mahomes era that they didn't score more than huh. 10 points or something like that. So, obviously, like, a low-scoring game for them. Um, the rushing game really isn't there, right? Like, they're missing that aspect of their offense. Let's see what else here. What is it? Oh, Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass in this game, didn't he? Sneaky little devil. He did. Lined up in the wildcat on the goal line and was a touchdown pass to I think it was Pruitt. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has some uh he has some uh 
competition for the best running back quarterback, you know? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Um, um, Derek Henry, though, MVP candidate, right? Oh, for sure. It's been a while since we've had a a non-quarterback MVP. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see. Um, man, Derrick Henry's just wild. He's just like he's just something else that you've never seen before. You know, <laughs> like it's just it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, after Tennessee was maybe a little iffy. They they lost to the Jets, did they not? But now they're looking like. My Super Bowl pick maybe was actually a good pick. So, <laughs> I mean, if they can stay healthy and they can play like this every week, again, like teams are going to put up points on Kansas City. That defense isn't mm-hmm. stopping a lot of people. But I mean, even just Derrick Henry's play is going to keep them in games. So, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Big game from AJ Brown. So nice to see him coming around when he's healthy. So. Yeah, that's another one of those guys that's like just big bodied and like when you see him, he just he looks massive too <laughs> as a receiver. They've just got yeah. some big guys there, not to mention Julio. Hey, he's good for at least a couple plays in the game, so mm. always a threat. Yes, sir. All right, what's our next one? Okay, let's go to the another blowout, the Bengals at Ravens. But and again, unexpected, hey. Well, yeah, I mean the Bengals were playing good, obviously, but the Ravens just smacked the Chargers the week before, so we were like, I did not expect this. I just expected it to be. I mean, this game was pretty close until, yeah, really the really the last quarter, I guess, or kind of the end of the third to the fourth, but. And the Bengals just kind of ran away with it. Um, Lamar Jackson kind of has his average Lamar Jackson game. Um, ran a lot, threw a little. Um, but Burrow, man, 400 yards, three TDs. Mixon's been running pretty well this year. Jamar Chase, 201 yards. Holy That's crap! Insane, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I knew he had a good game. I didn't know he had that kind of game. But then he's like throwing the ball around, like Uzama's, you know, actually playing really well at tight end for them. Um, right, but I mean, when you have to guard Chase and he's having that kind of game, you got Higgins, you got Boyd. It's like somebody's got to get open. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like Uzama got open on a couple deep plays here. And, and, and like you said, mixing in the backfield. Um, the the Ravens. Uh, so wait, who's who's in first in the division as of the Bengals are? Wow. Because they got the tiebreaker over the Ravens. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's honestly better than the Ravens or Bengals or uh, Browns being up there. But okay. at the same time, I didn't expect the Bengals to really be that good this year. So it's another, it's another team to try to take out you know um but man like the ravens running game is just leaving on bell five carries for five yards like i was what, just looking at that. what hat like what happened to this dude man this guy was one of the most dynamic runners i've ever seen yeah me too like 
patience, shifty, like waited for holes to open, hit the holes. Like he was a beast. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago either. He was an absolute beast. Anyway, five weird, five. weird. Um, but yeah, the Ravens just kind of get smacked, and the Bengals are looking like they mean business. I mean the 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 one thing about the Bengals is that their defense is playing really well this year, and so um, I think that's kind of what's. I mean, but along with obviously Chase kind of coming out as this absolute stud. And your offense puts up 41 points. I mean, it forces that other team to have to take some shots. And if you can get stops or turnovers, you got to you got to think that 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 defensive locker room is feeling pretty good about being able to shut down Lamar and yeah, and some of these other games that the, the Bengals have won. It's impressive because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't see the Bengals doing this. No, not at all. Surprise playoff team, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean they got the Jets this week, so they'll be probably be six and two. And wow, so good for them. Um, anything else on that one? No, again, like you said, just just another blowout, and and not the the way we thought the blowout would go. Yeah, I thought you did pick the Bengals in this one, but I think we both thought the Ravens were probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, and I had I had just picked the Bengals because I thought. Like there's a chance he um, could. Who did they play the week before? Oh, they um they had a really close game with the Packers a little while back, and obviously they came off a big win against the Lions. Had a decent showing there, and then I just kind of thought, oh, it seems like the team's playing pretty well. Yeah. So, kind of why I went for, it. and they obviously I needed to make up ground and. Yeah, but, for sure. So. Um, all right, let's uh. Touch on our potential upset game, the Packers and the Washington football team. This one was looking at halftime. It was just 14, seven Packers. And I mean, it kind of had the possibility of the upset. Um, the one play in this game that kind of stood out was Heineke <clears throat> like went to run for a touchdown and he like gave himself up like and his knee touched down before he got in the end zone. I don't, I don't remember if they, if it was like they didn't end up scoring on that drive, I think it was. But anyway, that was kind of a play that stood out here. But I mean, the Packers took care of business, and like we thought they would. They didn't get much from the running game this game, which is kind of surprising. Aaron Jones is usually a little more effective yeah. than that. But I mean, when I think of like Washington, like and that defense, that defensive line is. Yeah, they're probably their, their best asset, right? Like, their front is yeah is what they hang their hat on probably there. So, so um, what was I going to say? Oh, Terry McLaurin, your boy. Oh yeah. He had a touchdown. He had a good game, man. That's like the touchdown he caught in this game too. And it was in the game the week before or something. It wasn't a TD, but like, it seems like a lot of times jump ball that he went and got. Well, yeah. Like it seems like a lot of times Heineke gets in trouble and then he just finds McLaurin and just chucks it. And then McLaurin has been able to like adjust and make these catches, and it's kind of fun to see. Um, thank you for tipping me off to pick him up a couple years ago, Ben. I appreciate that. Always. Oh man, even my boy Dax Milne got in this game. He he was a receiver at BYU. <laughs> With him and uh, Zach Wilson were like buddies, and we're like anyway. That was his favorite target at BYU, so it's kind of cool to see. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but for fantasy, I I was reading kind of like these deep 
dive kind of stashes or desperation plays. And obviously with my dynasty roster, the way it is, like I do definitely have some uh, desperate <laughs> plays to make uh-huh. So DeAndre Carter was a name that came up. And so I, I had played him and he, I don't know if it was last week or this week I played him either way. Like even in this game, he had one, one catch for four yards. It's just like, <laughs> anyway, it's just dumb. Well, I mean, too fancy with it. Right? Like you said, at the point, yeah, based on your roster construction and stuff, you know, taking taking shots like that isn't exactly um, a bad idea, you know. Worth a shot. Anyway, um, so that was the potential upset game. Um, yes, we can move along to. We have a lot. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on, I gotta get find this on my phone here. Let's talk about before we do the lock. Well, I skipped over the Saints and Seahawks. Oh, right. So we can we can talk about that Monday night game. Low Man, scoring affair. You know, I expect this. I expect like after week one, I expected the Saints and Jameis Winston to at least be better offensively, you know, like maybe not quite. I mean, we, we know Winston's kind of up and down back, but that last year he had with the Buccaneers where he just, he was, I mean, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he also like was scoring a lot of fantasy points, but it's just, it's kind of interesting to me that he's not having more success here. Cause I think he is a decent quarterback, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting. And then the Seahawks held their own again here. Um, Geno Smith, I mean, what else are the Seahawks going to do, right? They really, he's a guy that's been there. He knows the system, but he's not really going to get mean, it this, done. Like, obviously, this offense, man, they just hurt without Russell Wilson there. Like, look at um, Tyler Lockett. Two receptions, 12 yards. It's like, it's not okay. only that Wilson's gone, but it's like that they're not able to use Lockett appropriately with Wilson being gone. So it's like yeah. down two guys. Those uh, um, deep, those uh, deep shots aren't, aren't. Uh, yeah, they're, they're the, not available. Yeah, the threat of that isn't really there anymore. Um, but obviously, like Kamara having a, a great game, like. Oh like yeah, only, he had 20 carries for 51 yards, which isn't great. But on the receiving side, the 10 catches for 128 yards and a touchdown. TD. I mean, that's a guy in fantasy that I never get. I never get Kamara. <laughs> never had a chance to own him. I wish I would have, because I mean, he always has these kind of stellar weeks, and it's like, man. Yeah, he's a baller. Yeah, I'm never within the right range to grab Kamara. I'm always like either. Either I'm at like the 101, so it's like I have to take McCaffrey, yeah, or Cook, or you look like an idiot. Oh no, I have never had the 102. I've always it's either been the 101 or I'm like down at like the 107. So it's like mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to take him or he's not on the board. So right. Anyway, um, let's see here, man, this is rough Seahawks. going. For the the Seahawks don't have their like their their uh, first round pick. Sorry, excuse me goes to the Jets, right, this year? Yes, um, So this is kind of a bad year for them to have an injury to Russell Wilson. <laughs> and 
the Jets. Oh yeah. The Jets could have a couple really decent picks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like like we said, this was a low scoring, came down to the end, but the Saints are four and two. They've been able to get it done. Um, yeah. And I mean that division, Carolina's looking a little shaky. Atlanta is shaky. So I mean, there's an opportunity for the Saints to They're not gonna win well, yeah. the division, but I mean they can win some games. They're only a ga- they're only a game back of Tampa Bay, so you never know. You know, like some some crazy could happen. But um, okay, sure. let's. So the lock we don't really have to spend a ton of time on. The Ram- Well, actually, <laughs> this game was a lot closer for a lot longer than we thought. The Rams was the Lions. Yeah. Sorry, well, I just assumed this was a blowout. <laughs> In my mind, but then I remember, oh yeah, they, the Lions kept it close. And I mean, obviously, um, Jared Goff playing against his old team, Matthew Stafford playing against his old team. Imagine that these guys want to keep it close and like, you know, get some type of revenge or redemption or whatever it might be. But didn't the uh. Did, didn't the Lions, like, I think they scored first and then they got an onside kick right away or something, too? Um, I think one of the best things I saw was, like, on Twitter, it was saying, like, the Rams versus the Lions is, like, what it's like playing against, like, an 11-year-old in Madden, where they just keep going for it and, uh, <laughs> like, not punting and onside kicks. And it's like, yeah, I mean, the Lions went, were going for it, and they they were doing everything they could to win, and which I think that speaks a lot to their head coach and like his style and his motivation to win. And I like I, I listened to a or caught a glimpse of like a it's like after game kind of press conference, and he just kind of said he's like he just talked about how it sucks to lose and how he wants it to end, and he's like I, they just want to win, they want to win, and they're going to compete to win every game, and so it's. Uh, it's very entertaining to watch like the fake punts and multiple fake punts and to watch them succeed. But I mean, even then with the, the success they saw on the special teams, it wasn't enough to beat the Rams. The Rams are too good. Um, yeah. Matthew Staff- Stafford. Stafford had he, another great game. Yeah. Cooper Cup and is Cooper Cup crazy. Cooper had another great game. Holy. Um, but yeah, the Lions the- are... You know, you feel bad for – I feel like the Lions – I mean, in this game, they didn't – I don't think they really – you know, in the end, they wouldn't have really had a shot. But they've kind of been unlucky this year a little bit. and I don't know. I feel like the Lions are a team that I want to see be good, but they just ne- – like, other than a couple seasons, maybe one or two that they made the playoffs with Stafford, you know, you just haven't really seen – but this, but this is a team I wouldn't mind being good just because they're new blood, you know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Stafford, man, he's gonna, he's gonna lead you to a championship. Wouldn't Mark mind my words. It. Wouldn't mind it. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Patriots. I guess the Steelers had a bye this week, so I don't have a game to talk about. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be brief. Yeah, I was going to say, this game probably doesn't need a ton of time on it, but yeah, go ahead. So, 
The Patriots won 54-13. Just wild. I know that Bill doesn't love the Jets. I know that at one point he was the head coach for the Jets, which lasted about 15 minutes or whatever it lasted. Like, it wasn't very long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson goes down in this game, so they lose him. Big playmaker. The rushing game was not there for the Jets. It hasn't been all year. Um, and then obviously going to the backup who has never taken a snap in his life uh, does not help the receiving game, although he did throw a touchdown in this game. So good for him. Yeah, um, buddy. Elijah Moore scored a uh, 19-yard rushing touchdown in this game, which was nice for my fantasy team because I successful, but obviously want the Patriots to win. So anyway. Um, Patriots, like – Brought out the double pass in this game. Scored a touchdown off of that. Looked real good. Damian Harris had a game. 106 yards, two touchdowns. Um, uh, I mean, not a lot in the receiving game. Um, can I but, just can I just yeah. say something really quick? I don't know. Brandon Bolden was still in the NFL, or even let alone on the Patriots roster, and then he scores a freaking touchdown as their leading receiver. Anyway, sorry. It's just like the the. The Patriots have always been that team where you're just like, they got five running backs that all contribute somehow. And you're like, how does this work? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so Brandon Bolden has been on and off the Patriots roster for like the past four years. Yeah, exactly. Um, he spent some time in Miami. Where else did he spend time? Maybe it was just in Miami. Either way, he's just been a guy that I think Bill likes. Obviously, he can contribute. Um, I don't think that ever, the plan was forever for him to contribute in this type of role, but with James White going down, uh, obviously the opportunity was there. Right. Um, this was a good game for Damian Harris because like, he didn't fumble, not a lot of mistakes, just a clean game from him, which is what we wanted to see. Um, Mac Jones, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, again, he just looks sharp. And... Um, Finding the guy spreading the ball around pretty good. Um, getting a touchdown to, to Hunter Henry again, who I think he likes to target in the red zone. Overall, this is the New York Jets. They are a bad football team. They are in the running for the number one overall pick. Um, so winning this game isn't like some huge accomplishment. A win is a win, yes, but what I took from this was they lost on a missed field goal to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, reigning Super Bowl champions. We lost in overtime to the Dallas Cowboys, who are a playoff caliber team, and some would argue are in the Super Bowl contending category. It's nice to be in those games and know that we can hang with those teams, and then when we do play the bad teams, we can destroy them. Mm-hmm. So... I've heard a few different things this week where this was like Bill Belichick flexing and saying, like, we can still put up 50 points on teams if we want to. Um, and kind of showing, like, hey, this is a place, I don't know, Colin Coward was saying, like, this is a way for him to attract free agents for next year by this. I don't really know if that applies to it, but what I took from it was that the last couple of games we've hung in with some really good teams. And where we obviously put up 50 points. I mean, this team can score, and they can play with the best of them. So I like where this team is headed. 
we'll see if they can get to the playoffs. So again, a win is a win. So we'll take it. Right. But other than that, I think I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a, I mean, to put up that many points, even against the jets is pretty impressive. I would say. And I think this this team could easily do something at the trade deadline. I mean, whether Mm -hmm. that's moving Nikhil Harry, I I heard that too, that Nikhil Harry made a really nice play in this game, and then that that was an attempt to showcase what he can do to get him traded sort of thing. Right. That's accurate. But, I mean, again, this was something we talked about off-air was that I've been seeing Brandon Cook's rumors. I've been seeing Allen Robinson rumors. I mean, this team could add another piece. And, uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you would appreciate that both of those moves for fantasy, but yeah, um, I would appreciate both those moves as a Patriots fan. And <laughs> like again, I like Aguilar, I like Bourne, I like I like uh, Myers, but Cooks and and Robinson are a true wide receiver one, uh-huh. and guys that can feed off multiple targets and I mean if, if, and Mac Jones is just proving to be the kind of guy that can get the ball and move it and with guys like that I mean it could be dangerous so anyway I'll stop there but no it's all good we'll move this will move to next week yeah let's make our picks here actually before we move on can I take a quick bathroom break <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah, I drink a bunch of pot before we came in here so I will be right back. Okay. Well, if Kyle's gone and it's still recording, which I think it is, here's why I think Brandon Cooks could be on the Patriots. In my past research, what I was able to find out was the move to bring in Brandon Cooks to the New England Patriots was not a move to help Tom Brady. That was a Belichick move to help Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady normally doesn't attach himself to a player like Cooks. He likes the the Amendolas, the Edelmans, the Randy Mosses, and those are different type of players than what Brandon Cooks is. Brandon Cooks was brought in to help Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo fits a, a Brandon Cooks role type wide receiver better than Tom Brady. Obviously, the drama between Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick happened. Jimmy's out of town. Bill is here left with Tom Brady, who he wasn't going to keep. Now he has Brandon Cooks, who he brought in for Jimmy, who is now in San Francisco. So Bill does not resign Cooks. He lets him go, and he keeps Tom Brady. Now, fast forward, we have Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a more Jimmy Garoppolo-type quarterback than he is a Tom Brady-type quarterback. Ipso facto, Cooks would fit well with Mac Jones. Cooks is currently on the trade block. Houston is a dumpster fire. They've also restructured his contract so that the cap hit this year would not be very significant. Patriots have the room. Cooks comes into town. We have a reunited team with Cooks, and it's great. Okay. And there we are. Sorry about Just that. Just in timing, and Kyle showed right back up. Was it still recording? It was, actually. I just was going to uh, maybe cut it, or unless you were talking about something. But... You can go listen to it after if you want. Okay. <laughs> I did yes. my I I did my why Brandon Cooks is gonna end up back on the Patriots rant. Ah, so. Okay. Well hey. And it was like perfect timing because by the time we wrapped up you showed up, so Perfect. 
Yeah, sorry about that. I was <laughs> had to run. Okay, so let's get into our let's get into our game picks for next week or this week. Oh man, Steelers at Browns. Big divisional game, first matchup since that playoff debacle last year. Nick Chubb is back. Yeah, F that guy. Baker's playing? Uh, sounds like he probably will, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm going to let you pick first. I think you're going to pick the Steelers. Yeah, I am picking the Steelers. <laughs> okay, so I think I'll pick the Browns. <laughs> Which is, I think, the smart pick. Yeah. I just don't think you can't not pick the Steelers, so I'll pick the Browns. Yeah, I've got to... I've got to trust that out of the bye this week, they'll maybe have something else, be a little healthier, get some stuff figured out. That's true, though. I didn't actually think of that, though, the bye. You had already mentioned that. I should have thought of that, but I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, and the Browns are banged up, but, like, sometimes the Steelers yeah, have yeah. come flat, have, have come out of a bye really flat, so. The Browns Thanks. is a smart pick for sure. <laughs> um, Thanks. Patriots at Chargers. I think I know who you're picking here. I mean, I know who I want to pick. <laughs> um, I mean, you pick the Steelers. I feel like I should do the same. Man, we looked good last week. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard not to look good against the Jets. Follow your heart. Austin Eckler may not play this game. Historically, we have owned the Chargers. If Eckler's not playing, J.C. Jackson can shut down Allen. Mike Williams. So then just one of them would be the real threat. Hunter Henry's revenge game. I'm picking the Patriots. That's it. Right there. Ooh, there you go. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers to bounce back after that loss to the Ravens a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> um, it's at the Chargers. But to be honest, I mean, if the Patriots won this game, I would not be shocked either. So. We need to. If we're gonna make playoffs, we gotta we gotta start stringing together some wins here. Yeah, fair enough, man. Um. Okay, so our third game, we we obviously would have picked the Thursday night game, but this is one the night we normally record. So we're going with the Titans at the Colts. Both of these teams have looked pretty good lately. So. Yeah. I mean, I just think the Titans have more. Um. Of everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't think the Colts will get this one done. So, no, it's not really great analysis, but I got the Titans in this one. I love the analysis there. Oh, perfect. Um, Colts looked pretty good their last game. Did. Trust Carson Carson Wentz enough to and we would be opposite on a bunch of these then. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick the Colts. Oh. I'm gonna do it. This could be a big week for Yeah. Divisional rivals. Someone pulling away. Colts coming off a win. Jonathan Taylor's looking better. Wentz looks better. Michael Pittman's coming out. Having a good year. Yeah, Pittman's doing good. 
Paris Campbell, man, has all the talent in the world, just can't stay on the field. Yeah, it sucks it for him. This me off. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I took Paris Campbell over Kyler Murray in a rookie draft. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know you and Chris Sims were high on that guy, so. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, everybody passed on Kyler Murray in that draft, so I don't feel that bad about yeah, it. Yeah. So. Well, I guess Lauren didn't. I just about snagged him. Was was that the year that Montgomery came out too? Yeah. Yeah, it I took look my, like a bad pick now though for you. Montgomery actually looks. Like no, I mean at the time too, I needed running back worse than quarterback. But Murray, but like I was really, I remember that pick. I was like really thinking and, about it. And it was either him or Sanders, right? And yeah. I think you picked the right one. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's go to this is our potential upset game. Giants at Chiefs on Monday night. Um, we've talked about the Chiefs issues, and the Giants have actually played, I don't know, pretty well this year, all things yeah. considered. I mean, I know they're two and five, but like. But we think they're they getting have, healthier. So. Yeah. Um, to put up some points. But it's at the Chiefs. I mean, this this has got to be the get right game for the Chiefs, right? So. Yeah, I agree. They got it's. If they're gonna do something this year, they got to start, and they have to start now. They probably should have started last week. So this this is a must-win for them, I think. Well, I guess every game is a must-win, Ben. But whatever. Um, yeah, they gotta they gotta get this one. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs will win for sure. And then our lock of the week. Sorry, Jets, but it's the Bengals. Yes, sir. Book it. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up our picks. So why don't we end with some fantasy talk here? Guys, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse <laughs> every week. Um, yes. Well, I guess you and I, we actually had a trade this week. I sent you Kenyon Drake for a oh, right. third round a rookie draft so i mean um obviously when it came down to value you don't have a first round pick because you trade for jacobs um i felt like a second round pick was probably asking a little bit too much mm-hmm. fourth round pick was probably a little too low so third round pick right in the middle seemed like a decent amount um and then really if anything happens to jacobs you've got the guy that should replace him and i mean even then drake seems to be producing decently so yeah so he could be a flex option in dire circumstances at some point if need be um and and my hope in that trade was that you win this year the three third round pick you trade me becomes the 301 which is where i got mac jones last year so i'm hoping i can Ah. pull off something similar not that it would be a quarterback but i mean just a a good player at that spot hey i mean there's been good players picked in the third round of these drafts so and that was, it was funny because i was talking to jordan after about it mm-hmm. and i kind of said that to him i was like well i was like well this is what i'm kind of hoping happens and i think obviously thousand first could happen and jordan's like he's like yeah we have completely different horses in that race because i have kyle's first round pick and i want him to <laughs> to lose and i was like oh yeah that's funny <laughs> so we'll see how it goes you'll have yeah. two people cheering for and against you but 
Do you want to talk about your matchup first? Yes. So I lost to Lauren Shocker, um, 188 to 147. Sam Darnold got benched, which, man, I really yeah. I really thought I hit on him. He had some really good weeks <laughs> leading up to this. Yeah, he did, for sure. Like a 33-point week. It was awesome. Anyway, um, Damian Harris, fantastic week, 25. Amon Ross St. Brown, zero. Um, Delonte, oh, Elijah Mitchell, that's a guy that I'm kind of excited about that I have. Hey, yeah, that's Seems that's a nice good. that's a nice young guy for you right there. Yeah. And um, other than that, I mean, the team really just crapped the bed everywhere else. Um, you know it's bad when your kicker is a high scorer on your team. So, um, so with that <laughs> being said, uh, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts both went for over 20. Derek Henry had a good game, 16. 27 from A.J. Brown, 21 from Debo Samuel, 21 from Mike Gusecki. So overall... I guess it's safe to say that Lauren's team outperformed mine, and I guess we'll just move on from there. Yeah. How about, um, How about yours? I think you won, didn't you? Well, yeah, I got I got pretty lucky. I thought I was going to lose this week for sure because Allen was out, and uh, I had to play Damian Williams. Anyway, it was just kind of a rough week, but Brady had probably the most I don't know if he like his his team underperformed most I think it I think it probably did because Brady would have lost to everyone this week and I was kind of shocked by that because but yeah he just got he's got no production from like his quarterbacks did pretty good matched mine Stafford did a little bit better than him but with Winston anyway Winston only getting 15 for me but like Mike Davis got one point for him um Chase Edmonds didn't really do a whole ton. This Felton guy for the Browns didn't do much. Mark Andrews kind of came down to earth in this game. Julio Jones didn't do much. Yeah, just Darrell, like all these guys. But I had like I had Stafford go off and Josh Jacobs scored a touchdown. Damian Williams didn't do anything. Brandon Cooks didn't do much. AJ Green didn't do much. But Terry McLaurin had a great game. Kelsey had about his floor of a game but Kyle Pitts man he's been balling and is a guy that is pretty much I gotta plug in there every week now so um Allen Robinson didn't do much but the Colts defense did pretty good and then um yeah so I was able to get the win I didn't score a lot of points this week the only other teams I would have beat were you and Jordan um so happy I matched up with Brady this week (laughs) But uh, if only I could have got another win. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's jump to Mark. Jord- and oh, okay, I'm Mark. Go to Jordan's. Yeah, let's talk about that one because it wasn't as close. But yeah. So yeah, Jordan gets by down. Oh, down. So. Obviously, Jared Goff didn't have a fantastic week. He played basically nothing. Robbie Anderson, man, that's another guy that's just not looking all that great. Um, no, no points from his defense. But I mean, on the bright side, I mean, like DeAndre Swift, just 
looks awesome. Metcalf looks solid. Pittman looks like a really good, like Pittman got him 20. Swift got him 28. Yeah, Pittman's uh, a good. So, and Higgins 13. Like, he had some, like, I'm looking at his bench here to see if there's some, like, Kenny Gainwell's there. So, I mean, that might be a guy that he looks to play moving forward just with the playing opportunity coming up. But all the talk that we had about Jamar Chase's week, Dallin has Jamar Chase. So, 33 points from him. 25 from Godwin, 16 from Waddle, 19 from Brown, 20 from Carr, 19 from Wentz, 17 from Jonathan Taylor. Just a nice week from Dallas players. So, yeah, he's had a solid week, and yeah. Dallas five and two, right on my heels. So, oh boy, dang it, I have Dallas special pick. I need him to lose. <laughs> I think I've got a tiebreaker. Right. I think I played Dallas already. Anyway, um, yeah, and so then the last matchup, Mark and Ben Huber. This was the closest matchup of the week here, and Mark comes out with the win here. Uh, he played Darren Waller. I think he had a couple guys that were out that he played. I think I saw in the messages that. Sterling Shepard, too. Just with, like, when Mark was editing his rosters. And when the announcements were made, like it was just like not great timing, just like yeah, kind of a, a, a bad luck sort of thing. So, um, yeah. So even with Darren Waller in there, he's able to get the win, which is pretty crazy. But this is kind of like we said. I mean, I think we talked about last week where we thought, you know, maybe Ben's team was favored by a little bit, but we thought that if Mark's team, if he had like his roster's got the guys that can go off and, and get. Points to get a win. I mean, Kamara, like 33 right there. 27 uh-huh. from Burrow. 31 from Mike Evans. Yeah, he had a big week. He had Sterling Shepard in too. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Oh, sorry. Did you say that? Oh, I did. Man. I did. I missed that. My bad. Oh, well, shoot. just having three guys that, or two guys that went for over 30 and then. Both of his quarterbacks are mid twenties and higher. Patrick Mahomes, you know, had a, the worst game of his career probably for Ben. Yeah. If 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 Mahomes even has like an average game, he probably wins this matchup for sure. So, um, but yeah, like Aaron Jones didn't ben have must that. Have been pissed, eh? Yeah, Aaron Jones didn't have that great of a game. Um, yeah, really. I mean, if if Mahomes and Aaron Jones have just kind of their average games. Ben takes this one, so. Right. Um, that, okay. That recaps our week seven. Yeah. As we look forward to week eight, um, I get to play Ben Huber. Uh, we've already started a matchup, obviously, with tonight's game. I did play James Conner, who got 14 points for me, so not a bad start. Two touchdowns. But obviously, he's got Aaron Jones, 24 points from him, 8 points from DeAndre Hopkins, which might be good for me if I can get some points together. And then uh, 15 from Rodgers, which is probably below average for him. Yeah. I mean, that's probably for me that those three guys under 50 points. So I'll I'll take it. 
For sure. Let me get some more. I'm not playing Sam Darnold this week. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, oh, Darnold. How about you? You're playing Jordan this week, aren't you? Yeah. Um, this is uh, projected to be a lot closer than I want it to be. Um, Matt Prater only got me three points tonight, which he's been good for close to 10 points a week <laughs> recently. So that one hurts a little bit. Uh, and Jordan got 8.2 out of Zach Gertz. Um, my issue this week is my running backs because the Raiders are on by, so Josh Jacobs is out. Um, and with all my other injuries, <laughs> oh, it's it's insane, man. Um, I have to play either both both Broncos running backs or play one in Damian Williams, one in David Johnson. Yeah, I just kind of have a running back situation. Um, Javante Williams on my taxi squad, so I'm, i got to make that decision before Sunday. Obviously, with Mark Ingram being traded, maybe David Johnson stock goes up, but um, yeah, I don't know. The projections are pretty close on this one, but I get Josh Allen back this week. Uh, Adam Thielen's back. Deontay Johnson's back. All your Steelers. Yeah, so. Um, but, I mean, this is the projections, at least, are supposed to be pretty close. So we'll see. See how this one goes. But hopefully I can improve to 7 and 1. But we'll see how it goes. You look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looking at the other matchups, we got uh, Brady and Dallin. Dallin's currently favored by about 14 points. Um, Brady's getting a bunch of guys back from buys. Eckler, Elliott, Keenan Allen. But, and I guess the Bears on by Anyway, no. um, it should be a pretty close matchup. Allen gets Najee Harris back, and obviously he gets Herbert and Mike Williams back. So, I mean, this will be a nice matchup here. And, and I guess man, Jamar Chase, the lineup, he can put up 30. The only concern really I have is, like, Eckler may not play. He might be in a little bit of a potential other running back to play, but, I mean, he has a couple other receivers he could flex and then put one of those running backs in his flex into his running back spot so yeah we'll see how that goes for him but Dallin Dallin's making a run yeah he is all this stockpile of young talent has paid off yeah and then the last matchup if you want to recap that one yeah um Lauren and Mark so Mark's looking to try to get back into things. He's projected to win right now. Kyler Murray had kind of a dud of a game for Lauren. So this kind of opens the window for Mark here. Um, But Lauren's team, you know, has the potential to blow up every week. Derrick Henry, um, 
Diggs is back off by. I mean, Diggs hasn't had the greatest year, I guess, compared to last year, but still a threat. Still, he's, just, he's on that offense. He's got Josh Allen. It could, it could happen. Oh, Nick Chubb is probably going to play, and Lauren doesn't have him in his lineup. I would imagine he'll put him in instead of Tyler Lockett, probably. Uh, oh yeah um so things could change here but yeah mark's looking to try to maybe get back into it see if he can go on a little run mark also has a lot of talent on his roster so you never know but mark's projected to get the win right now so by a very small margin but um yeah, anyway. I think that about wraps it up. So. Yeah, that's the fantasy week. And uh, people have got some decisions to make with bye weeks and such and injuries. My team is just getting hammered with injuries running back-wise. Don't understand it. <laughs> Can't have nice things. Every, yeah, everybody's hurting when it comes to, to injuries. And uh-huh. everybody getting hurt this year or missing part of games or yeah a few games here and there so like even like tonight with my matchup versus ben like um hopkins was out for a portion of the game which obviously helped me but i mean it was probably frustrating for him to have one of his best players only in there for a fraction of the time so right well other than that i mean both hoping for wins this week yep that's I mean, we uh, hope for wins every week, so I guess it <laughs> kind of goes without saying. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean the standings are looking kind of interesting. I guess just to mention, like Lauren and Dallin are right behind me, only a game back. Um, I believe I've beat both of them this year. So I don't know how tiebreakers work, but I think I'd have the tiebreaker. Ben Ben Huber's the one that beat me. My one loss okay. this year. Okay. Um so yeah, um that fourth spot is really open right now. Like I said, Mark could get back into it if he goes on a run. Um Brady's right there. Heck, even if Jordan's team somehow decided to start performing, he could get he could sneak in there, so <laughs> what about me? Well, I'm just kidding. obviously yours could too, but <laughs> no, I I don't think so. I don't think that could happen at all. Not even a prayer. So, which is fine. I understand. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're getting through the season here. We're about just about halfway through. Um, yeah, it's going quick. So, yeah, this is always this is always what happens, you know. We. It's here and then it's gone before we know it. So we're trying to enjoy every week. But Absolutely. yeah, you got anything else for us, Ben, tonight? Mac Jones, he's the real deal. McCorkle, that's it. Hey, he's uh, he's balling and he's he's in a real good situation there with the Patriots. Real solid, steady situation. So yeah, that's all I got for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess we'll talk to everyone next week. Hi, everybody.